Welcome back in everyone to C-Dubs Locks, the betting segment on the Smoke and Hot Takes podcast. I'm your host C-Dubs, and it's another beautiful week to make some money on the NFL. This will be dropping on Black Friday, so I hope all of you listeners out there had a fantastic Thanksgiving with all of your loved ones. Now you know the drill by now. Quick recap of last week, and then straight into our plays for this week. Let's dive in starting with our wins. So we went 3-2 and two last week. Not horrible, not great, but the win streak continues. Our first one of the week, we had Dallas minus 10.5 on the road, taking on the Carolina Panthers. This game was surprisingly close for the majority of, of the game, and I know Coop called this, so kudos to him. I think mostly it's because Dallas never really had their foot on the gas pedal. Uh, you know, Carolina's really bad, and you don't need to try to beat them, if that makes sense. Like, if you just kind of show up, Carolina kind of beats themselves. And Bryce Young, he didn't stand a chance against this defense. Deron Bland got his fourth pick six of the season in this one. Crazy. He's coming for that record. And, you know, he might get it. I, honestly, I think he will. It's, it's what is this, week 11? So we're heading into week 12. He's got another five, six games to do it. I think he's going to do it. Cowboys cover the double-digit spread easy in this one. We moved on to the next game. Which happened to be Buffalo minus seven, taking on the New York Jets at home. This was the easiest one of the week. I said this on the podcast and on last week's episode. But the Jets haven't scored an offensive touchdown since the end of October, and it really showed. Zach Wilson has been officially benched for Tim Boyle. I'm sure that means that things will not improve in the slightest for this offense for the Jets. Great bounce back for the Bills after they fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. You know, we'll revisit the Jets again in a few minutes for for a little pick this week on them. But for the time being... We're just going to keep hammering away at these large spreads because until it goes awry, I, I, I'm so comfortable just smashing these, these plays against the Jets. And our third win of the week was on Monday Night Football where the Philadelphia Eagles went into Arrowhead and knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City definitely should have won this game, but their Infinity Gauntlet, a.k.a. Taylor Swift, was nowhere to be found in this one. This was a fairly ugly game to watch. The the weather definitely played a factor. Both quarterbacks struggled to produce. Neither of them had more than 200 yards passing, which is extremely rare. Philly dug deep. They got completely bailed out, or lucky, you could say, with MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, completely dropping the ball on a wide-open shot to the end zone in the last two minutes of the game. But hey, sometimes you need luck, and a win is a win. This cashed a road underdog, which we were on three of them. We only hit this one, but hey, it secured us our fourth straight winning week on the podcast picks, which we never complain about. Now, of course, we do talk about our losses as well on the show. We had two of them. First one, we had... Pittsburgh money line taking on the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, and gross. The final score here was thirteen to ten. 
Matt Canada, the Steelers offense coordinator, officially fired. He's gone. And we're going to put this blame on him for the loss. Because holy crap, Steelers offense sucks. It is atrocious out there to watch. Hopefully things get better for for the Steelers. Cleveland's defense, they came to play. I, I don't want to say I was clowning on them, but I did point out that they were struggling the last couple of, of weeks. They put all those struggles behind them. They showed up in this one. Completely dominated. Scrappy divisional game. You know, we did predict that, but uh, just didn't end up in our favor, and, and that's okay. You know, we should have taken the under. The under in this one was 32.5 is what it closed at. Lowest of the season by a mile. But we still should have taken it. We should have just trusted our, our hypothesis where two good defenses, two bad offenses, a low point total, all the signals of, of taking the under there. But we didn't do it. That's okay. We tried to force a winner. Didn't go in our favor. Our other loss of the week on the road, the road underdog we were on, was the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday Night Football. And and honestly, they, they were they were in they were in uh, Denver taking on the Broncos, and they lose by one point, twenty-one to twenty. This was a good game. It's a tough way to end it. The Vikings were ahead just about the full game. Broncos get the ball at the end of the game. They put together a solid drive. Just under two minutes left. Russell Wilson. I don't I don't know if I want to say he chucks one up to the corner. That's kind of what it looked like, but he just kind of heaves it up there, and uh, it honestly kind of looked like an effort. Cortland Sutton is down there somewhere type of a throw. And lo and behold, who was there to catch the game-winning touchdown? Cortland Sutton. So Broncos win this one 21-20. Vikings did have a chance at the end to to put together a drive for a field goal, but it just wasn't wasn't happening. It wasn't in the cards. So shout-out Denver's defense. They've come to play the last couple of weeks. They're really picking it up and, and kind, of, kind of hitting form. And Denver is the hottest team in the NFL right now. So... Um, interesting to see where where that will take them for the rest of the season. So that's our review of Week 11. We end up going three and two, making our season total 33 wins, 28 loss and 28 losses, I should say, and one push. Now remember, the end goal for the season that we're shooting for is 58% for a hit rate. We're at 54. We're we're slowly climbing. Still work to do, but every week we're just creeping closer and closer to that goal. So we'll see what we can do here with uh, about six, seven weeks left in the season. Without further ado, let's hit the ground running with our Week 12 plays. Now, we got six of them this week. The last couple weeks, we we dropped it back down to five. Kind of found a little rhythm there, but we're on six this week. I, I, like, I like some of these plays too much, so let's get into it. First play. First Black Friday game ever. Not, just the, not, not, not of the year, not of the decade, ever. In the NFL. So you know I need action in this game. The Dolphins are traveling on the road to New York, or New Jersey really, in the Meadowlands to take on the New York Jets. We're going to lay the points with the Dolphins at minus 9.5. I think you guys know the story on this one. The Jets offense is literally incapable of scoring. They can't They can't do it. They can't score a touchdown to save their lives. The last time they scored a touchdown was before Halloween. Okay. Now they're starting Tim Boyle at quarterback. I looked I looked up Tim Boyle's stats, okay? He's played in 18 career NFL games. Wow. Wow. Would anyone like to guess what his touchdown to interception ratio is in those 18 games? I'll wait. I'll let you guess. I'll let you think about it a little bit. Tim Boyle in 18 NFL games has thrown three touchdowns and nine interceptions. Yikes. 
The Jets' defense also looked really vulnerable. Probably the worst they have looked all season. Last week against Buffalo, doesn't bode well. Miami's offense, obviously a juggernaut. Ty Hill matching up with Sauce Gardner should be fun, but I think I think the Dolphins really lean on their run game and their running backs in this one with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. They should both have a field day. James Cook devastated the Jets' defense last week. I think Miami runs the Jets out of the gym. I think they easily cover the 9.5. You know, there is there is a realm, there's a world, where this game is ugly, and the Jets do keep it close, and they cover the 9.5. But I just I just don't see a scenario where Tim Boyle or his backup, Trevor Simeon, if you didn't hear that news, Zach Wilson got completely relegated. He's, third, he's the third stringer now. I just don't see a world where either of them manage to keep this game close. So I, I'm going to take the better offense in Miami, and, and we'll hang the points with them. Now our second game of the week. We're going to the Indianapolis. And I was surprised that I really liked this game. But it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Over-under is 43.5. And and we're going to take the over. I don't think anyone's going to watch this game, to be honest with you. But I I think we're going to have a shootout here. Both teams over their last four games are averaging... Just a, a smidge over 24 points per game. Again, like I said, the over-under is at 43.5. So if the teams just average what they have been the last quarter of the season, you get 48 points. Both defenses, they really can't stop anything. They're both bottom five in the league on forcing three now this season. Teams are consistently running the ball against Indianapolis with success. T- conversely, teams are consistently passing the ball against Tampa Bay with success. The offenses on paper, if you just look at the weapons they have, they're not great, but like I said, they've been putting up points. So I I think we have enough to, to get us over that finish line. I think I think we get more than forty eight points in this one to be honest. That you know, forget the forty three and a half. Let's shoot for forty eight. I think we get there. So we're on the over. We're on the over in Indy. Points, points, points. Our third game of the week. Cardinals. Yes, the Cardinals are hosting the Los Angeles Rams, and I'm doing it. I'm unbanning them. I'm taking the Cardinals' money line. I love this spot so much. With Kyler's return to form the last couple of weeks, the Cardinals have looked infinitely better. Obviously, one would assume that they would, but they have looked better with their main shot caller back under center. And he's looked better both weeks he's been out there, right? First week, you're getting the cobwebs out, whatever. Last week, they looked better on the road against Houston. They didn't win the game, but they looked better. Rams are dealing with an injured Cooper Cup. I'm not sure if he's expected to play or not. I think he's been limited in practice this week, so we'll have to we'll have to see what happens there. They are getting Kyron Williams back from IR, and Arizona has been getting torched by running backs this year. But I have a weird feeling it won't matter. Arizona, starting to put it together on offense. Kyler, if you're listening, and if you guys listen to the podcast on on Wednesday, if you haven't, go listen to it. You'll you'll know that I ranted about his him not throwing the ball to Hollywood Brown. Okay, he's your alpha, bro. Throw the ball to your alpha. I'm begging you. They're playing at home. There's no double XP on Call of Duty this weekend. You know Kyler's gonna be locked in. Give me the Cardinals straight up on the money line in what's honestly kind of a pick game. I think the Rams are favored by a half a point, point and a half, something like that. So 
Cardinals are slight underdogs. I'll take the home dogs in this one. And honestly, maybe I just unban them for the year if they if they win this. We'll have to we'll see. We'll see. Now our fourth game of the week. The Cleveland Browns are on the road taking on the Denver Broncos with an over under of 36 and a half. I think you know what I'm going to do. We're taking the under. Now this is a low total. I don't think it's low enough. The last three home games for Denver, they have allowed a combined 46 points from their opponents. That is unreal, considering how leaky the defense looked the first five to six games of the season. Now you bring in Cleveland's offense, which with DTR at the helm, both weeks he's started, they've put up a combined 16 points. It's pathetic. I don't think Cleveland scores 10 points in this game. Cleveland's defense, obviously one of the best in the league. They're top five unit in just about any stat you can pull. And the Broncos' offense, while you know they're extre- they've been extremely efficient this year, they haven't been lighting the world on fire with points though. They haven't really been scoring much. Historically, over the last twelve seasons, so a lot big sample size here, when games in October or November are played outside. And the point total for these is under 39. The under has been hitting 63% of the time. That entire stipulation of what I just said fits this game to a T. This is my play of the week. I think think it's going to shape up to be a super low-scoring slugfest between two solid defenses. Whoever ekes it out, don't know. But I, I, I can guarantee you this. They're not scoring 37 combined points. I'll take the under. In our fifth game of the week. This one should be fun. The Buffalo Bills are on the road in Philadelphia taking on Philadelphia Eagles. Over-unders at 48.5. This this has trended up. It's opened at 46.5. It's trended up to 48.5. We're on the over on this one. I think this has all the makings of a shootout. The Bills are an extremely pass-heavy offense and are currently tied for the most passing touchdowns in the NFL. The Eagles defense are allowing the third most passing touchdowns this season. Given that their secondary and their secondary is still banged up, okay? The Bills defense, I've said it just about every week I've played the Bills or played against the Bills during the lock segment. It looks like a hospital. Everyone's banged up. It's so sad to see especially because in the in the first part of the season the Bills defense looked great and then they just started getting injuries left and right they don't have they barely have anyone standing on that defense most teams especially when Buffalo has been on the road have been able to put up points against this Bills defense now you put one of the top three offenses in all of football against them in the Philadelphia Eagles that's a recipe for points this is prime time I actually no it's not it is not a prime time game I stand corrected this is this is a, an afternoon slate game on Sunday. So forget the primetime unders on that one. You know what? Let's, let's just take a leap of faith here. Two off, outstanding offenses matching up with each other, subpar defenses. Forget about it. Let's take the over and see what happens. Now our final game of the week. The Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens, number one seed in the AFC, is going on the road to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. The Ravens are favored by three and a half points, and we're going to lay the points with the Ravens. 
Now, the more I've pondered why this line is on the shorter side, the more I'm convinced Vegas is just really valuing Mark Andrews that highly and thinks his absence is going to impact the scoring output. While that may be the case in future games, I'm here to tell you this game isn't going to be one of them. I think Baltimore slaughters the Los Angeles Chargers. Baltimore's defense is top three in the league in every stat, and it shows. The Chargers are one of the worst teams in the league at running the football. They're averaging just under four yards per carry at 3.9. Baltimore is giving up 4.2 yards per carry, which is fourth best in the league. So, you know, oh, let's establish the run. Let's get Eckler going. Let's get Josh Kelly going. Don't think so. The Chargers are allowing opponents to run, and this was just a jaw-dropping stat. They're allowing opponents to run 50.7% of their offensive plays in Charger territory this season. That is horrible. That is second worst in the NFL. The Ravens are, you know, their offense, they are averaging their plays that they're running in the opponent's territories in the high 40s. What a matchup. The Ravens' opponents are averaging 45 passing attempts per touchdown. That's number one in the league. For reference, the league average is 25 passing attempts per touchdown. So it's not even close. Like, teams that are trying to pass the ball and score, it's just not working. You can't run against this team. You can't pass against this team. Don't know what you can do. I think they're toast. In a game where the Chargers likely won't be able to have success running the ball, their defense, which is now down Joey Bosa, they're going to be struggling to stop the potent Ravens offense, and they'll have to be playing catch-up against one of the best secondaries in football with only one wide receiver, Keenan Allen, who has working hands. Of course, I'm going to slander Quentin Johnson. Come on. It doesn't look good for the Bolts. I'll lay the points with the road favorite Ravens and, and hope for the best in this one. So those are my six favorite betting plays for week 12 of the NFL season. Please remember to like and follow Schmokin' Hot Takes podcast on Spotify. And as always, this has been C-Dubs, and I will see you next week. 